Welcome to Dr. Dominic New Love Ality's podcast. Dr. Dominic New Love Ality is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of the principles of God's Word. He is the founder and leader of Living Faith Ministries International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ, to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Dr. Dominic Newloveality is worth hearing. Some of the things that we need to do in order to develop ourselves. This is what we're going to talk about tonight. Say amen. Are you with me? Amen. So let, let, us, let us use this foundational scripture here. Acts chapter 11, 27 to 29. And the Bible said, And there stood up one of them named Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be great death or famine famine throughout all the world which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar yes and then the disciples every man according to his ability determined to send relief so we are talking about ability amen ability inherent strength capability it can be raw intelligence it can be mental capability it can be some physical ability that you have for example you know boxers have an ability a boxer, they don't, they don't just start boxing, but they discover, a boxer will discover that he has a, a man will discover that he has the ability to be a boxer. And then he will give himself to a trainer and the trainer will start training him and then develop that skill, that skill. And then that, so these skills are like rough diamonds. They are like rough diamonds. And I keep on saying to everybody that when you see a diamond, when you see a diamond, you will never take it because it's just like a piece of rock. When you see gold, it's just a piece of rock. It is when the gold is taken, somebody who has the eye sees the gold, takes the gold, takes it through a period of purification, and then you, get, then you get the pure gold to use. So all of us have these potentials in us lying very dormant that you need to discover by the grace of God, I have discovered mine. I've used it for my, for, for my personal, for, for personally, it has blessed me. It has blessed my family. It has blessed people around the world. A lot of people around the world have been blessed because I saw my gift, my ability. I developed my ability, amen, and I've used it for the glory of God. Can I have amen? You cannot do anything you don't have ability for. The Bible says, even in our giving, if you don't have the ability to give, you can't give. You don't have the ability. Say, everybody, oh, let's give. This one is giving 2,000. This one is giving that 1,000. And sometimes when you hear what people are giving, then your heart jumps. Because you, your ability is just 50 Ghana or 20 Ghana. So when you hear somebody who gave 1 million, your heart will, hey! Why? To him, he has the ability. It's easy. If you don't have the ability, then it becomes very difficult. So you need to discover, I keep on telling everybody, you know, that, that this, this earth here, this earth here will benefit anybody 
who discovers his ability and uses his ability. God, this weekend I was preaching in Kufridwa, eh, and there was a scripture I shared with them. The Bible says that the poor and the rich met together. God is the maker of them both. When you read that scripture, you think that God made some people poor, God made some people rich. No. People saw who they are. Nobody came here with rich riches. Everybody came here, they saw what they have, they developed it, they worked it, and then it benefited them, and it, be, it benefited mankind. Can I have amen? So God works with what is inside you. Now, I, I, the Bible says that, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask, ask and think. Now, so the most important tool that God uses to develop us is his word. Let me say it again. The most important thing, let's go to 2 Corinthians, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, 16, 17. Okay? The most important thing that God uses to develop us is God's word. Okay? So you have to love the word of God. David said, oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the night. Oh, how I love thy law. Thy word have I hid in my heart. I delight in, in your law. You know, I delight in the word of God. Last week we saw how the word of God can make you wiser than your teacher. It will make you smarter than your enemies. And we saw all that. So we are continuing from there. Uh, what am I trying to teach you tonight? Um, we are talking about how you can develop yourself. And the first two is the word of God. Listen, we all say that experience is the best teacher. It's not true. Experience is not the best teacher. The word of God and the Holy Spirit are the best teachers. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher. The Holy Spirit uses the word of God as a tool to teach you. So if you are, if you are not a child of God who loves God's word, you will never develop. If you don't love God's word, you will never develop. Because God uses his word to develop us. All scripture, go, go to verse, let's go to verse 15. Let's, let's go to verse 15. The Bible says that, and that from a child, you have known the Holy Scriptures. We read that, that is able to make you wise unto salvation. Now, I said to you last week that um, Timothy is already saved. Timothy is already saved. He's saved. So he's not talking about that kind of salvation. He's talking about um, uh, 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 your development. We have three kinds of salvation. Number one, um, the day we got born again, we were saved. Your spirit was saved. Then the Bible says that work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That you are doing that every day. Then the, when Jesus comes, we shall be saved. That's when your body is changed. But the second aspect of salvation is what we are doing right now. It's a, it's a, it's a mental renewal. You put an effort in your life to change. If you don't make effort to change, you will never change. If you don't make, you need to make effort. Success comes to people who make effort. If you don't make effort, you go to school and you don't make effort to be successful, you will never be successful. Can I have amen? And so the Bible says that it's able to make you wise unto salvation. Eh? And verse 16, and all scripture, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. The word inspiration means God breathed it. God and his word are one. God is one with his word. 
Amen. God will never do anything outside the word of God. All scripture is given or is God breathed and it is profitable for doctrine. It's profitable for doctrine. The doctrines are what holds us as believers. Doctrines is what hold us. There are doctrines that we ascribe to. One of the doctrines we have striked to is that Jesus is the son of God and he came in the flesh. It's a doctrine. He died for us. It's a doctrine. If you don't believe that, you, are not, you can't be saved. Amen. He, he was God. He became man. It's a doctrine. The doctrine of the Holy Spirit. That God, that God is in three uh, 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 personalities. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. These are doctrines. It's, it's, it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof for reproof, for correction and instruction. Now, correction is different from instruction. Amen? Correction means you are going wrong. And so we are correcting you so that you come back to the right path. Instruction means you are being, you are being taught to live a certain way. So the word of God is good, is profitable for you to learn doctrine. It's also profitable to correct you. If the word of God can correct you, can correct you, nobody can correct you. The greatest corrector is the word of God. If you are in church and you are hearing the word and the word is not challenging you, your, 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 your lifestyle, certain things in your life that is contrary to the word of God and the word of God is not challenging you to change, then you are not, I don't know what is wrong with you. Amen. It's profitable. Is profitable and to instruct you in righteousness. You see, we are when we go to school, we are instructed. Instructions is what makes you successful. Okay, instructions. Instructions brings you guidelines. Can I have a man? Are you hearing me? Are you here? Come on, are you here? Lift up your hand and shout yes, amen. Amen. So what happens is that the word of God, the word of God build certain kind of principles in your life. But before we look at that, there is something I love in Psalm 119 about the word of God. Psalm 19, sorry, Psalm 19, Psalm 19 verse 7, 7, 8, 9, and 10, and 11. Look at that. Everybody look at it. Let's all read together. Let's go. One go. The law of the Lord is what? I'm not here. The law of the, law of the Lord is what? Perfect. Doing what? Converting the soul. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. Your soul, your mind, your will, your imaginations, your intellect. Okay? And, and you, are, you are a spirit. You live in this body. It converts the soul. Let me, let me explain it to you. Every time I'm coming here, okay, I have some gadgets that I bring along. The gadget in the, in the U.S., we use 220 uh, 110 votes 110 votes okay so when I bring it here in order for me to use that gadget I need a converter if I don't get the converter and I make my mind that I'm going to plug that machine into the one, two, 220, 240 it will have, have, have blown a lot of things like that I've destroyed a lot of gadgets like that. Now, the word of God converts you from the world to the word of God. It converts you to the kingdom of God. In other words, without the word of God, uh, you will never be converted. This is why people can sit in church and you will never change. 
Conversion is, is, is intentional. So sometimes when I am not intentional and I take the phone, eh? I take the phone and then I just go and then I just find some socket by the wall, you know, and I put boom, then the whole $2,000 equipment just blown. Sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a uh, what do we call it, um, an organ. Sometimes it's this. Some, why? Because it needs a converter. Now the word of God is a converter. The word of God converts you from the world into righteousness. It converts you from failure to success. Let me say it again. The word of God converts you it's a converter so that when you plug yourself into the word of God, it starts working on your mind so that you can change and be useful in society. Can I have amen? Are you hearing me? Okay, let's go. Let's keep on reading. Yes, the statutes of the Lord is what? Right. And rejoicing what? Rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is what? Pure. Enlightening the eyes, and like you, you, you become enlightened because of the word of God. Yes, let's go. Verse, verse nine. The fear of the Lord is what clean, doing what enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord is what true, righteous altogether. Yes, verse ten. Verse ten. Let's read. More to be desired than what than gold. Yea, than what fine gold, sweeter than what. Only in the honeycomb, verse 11. Verse 11. He said, Moreover, by them, let's read it, let's go. One go. By them is thy servant what? One, and in keeping of them, there is a great reward. So now it tells us that when allowed the word of God to train me, there is a reward. Number one, it warns me. The word of God will warn me. You, you see, you can sit in church. You worship, you sing, you praise, and you are totally disconnected from the word of God. So, so there is no warning. You, you, you don't even have, you don't even understand what is going on. Okay? But when you keep the word of God, there is always a reward. There is always a reward. So, Monday night, I was preaching in Kufridwa. When we got there, they were the church, they were not ready. So I told them, I said, let's go to where some of the places that I lived from six years. Because at six years, my mother decided that she can't take care of me. So she, she took me to an uncle at six years. So my rejection started from six years. And I took them, I said, this house, this is where we lived. From there we went here, from there we went there. And then we went to the last place I stayed before my, my uncle I was living with also said that he can't take care of me, so I have to go back to my grandmother. At that time, I was just a teenager. And that small room there, we guess how many, we were about seven boys. Fortunately, there was some woman who was selling stuff, some cures over there, selling stuff. So I told the driver, I said, let's go backwards. So we went backwards. They rolled the window down. And then when, when, I, when she saw me, she almost fainted. Hey, Papa, hey. I said, don't call anybody, please. Calm down. Then I gave, I gave, I gave her some money. And I said, I said, tell them where my room is. He said, he said this room here seven boys we stayed in that room 
What is the difference? I got saved. I gave myself to the word of God. All the seven boys, the six boys that live in that place, all of them are dead. What is the difference? I gave my life to the word of God. In keeping of them, there is a reward. Can I have amen? Peter was at the back of the car and she broke down and she, she cried bitterly. You live there? I said, yeah. He cried like a baby. I said, you see how blessed you are, how fortunate you are. Came home and started telling all the guys. What is the difference? The word of God. Let me say it again. It is not magic. Success is not magic. Okay, now, reading this, what I learned is that the word of God allows you to adopt certain principles that governs your life. You see, if you are living and you have no principles guiding you, you are, you are a dangerous human being. I've put a few of them down. Let me give it to you. Okay? Principle living. The word of God, your, your principles are governed by the word of God. Number one, principles provide a consistent track record and patterns which light the way. Principles provide a consistent track record and a pattern which light your way. It create, principles create what I call routine. Routine. If you do the same thing over and over and over and over, a time will come, nobody will say anything. You just get up and do it. You know what I'm talking about? Why? Because you have, you have, you have built a principle that is inside you. See, there are me, there are certain words that will never come out of my mouth. It's, a, it's part of my principle. It's in my DNA. Can I have amen? You will never hear me talking about I will fail. You know, things will not work out for me. It, things will never be okay for me. I wouldn't, it, it's impossible. I will never say that I'm poor. No, please. It's not. It's, it's, it, my principles doesn't allow me to talk like that. Where is my principle coming from? My principles are coming from the word of God. Number two, you will escape pitfalls of compromise and deception. When your, your life is governed by the word of God, that's why we are saying that the word of God is the tool that God uses, the Holy Spirit uses to develop you. That's the first thing. Every other thing must follow the word of God. Okay? It, it helps you to escape pitfalls. Okay, so, so, so let, let's talk about what are the, some of the pitfalls. So in our neighborhood, um, everybody, everybody started smoking. Everybody was smoking. But what happened was that my, 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 my uncle was in the church of Pentecost. So we went to Sunday school all the time. And then there were certain scriptures that were built inside us. Okay, uh, one of them um, is found in the book of Proverbs. It, it, it goes like, I know the tree very well. So let me say the tree. Or see, a new ah. I'm trying to say the tree. A new something. Na egu, something, something, something. Subontin kwa kwa tutu. No kori mabidi. That is when you disrespect your mother and your father. Eh? Bears will come and remove your eyes. 
and then eagles will eat it. So they put that thing inside us that when you go against the word of God, this is what is going to happen to you. So me, if you ask me to go and light the smoke, trust me, I'll go and light the smoke, but I will never pull it. You know you have to pull it for it to light. I'll put your cigarette inside the fire until half is gone. No, 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 I will never smoke it. I will never smoke it. Okay, why? Because what I didn't know was that these principles was being built inside me right from Sunday school. Can I have amen? So it will help you to escape pitfalls. There are many things that you see I, it, I, I can't do. Listen to me. This is the way I go. If you want to follow me or you want to be with me, I can't compromise with you. You must compromise with my principles. Okay, you don't compromise your principles to accommodate people, they'll kill you. People have no principles to kill you. I was just telling them, one of the gentlemen, that one, one of the gentlemen that decided not to come back to church. You think I care? No. Because I'm not going to allow you to use the, the, the place they count the money as a sleeping place and mess the place up. It will not happen. Once I gave you the money, I said, go and rent a place. And you go and spend the money. And then you want to come back and sleep in the church. That will not work. You are irresponsible totally. Do you understand? Principle living will help you escape pitfalls. Number three. Number three. Principle living uh, uh, make you trusted by others. Okay? When you live by principle, others will trust you because they know that you are bound by some principle. Okay? People will trust you when principles, when you are, when you are, when you are guided by principles or you live by principles, people will be, people will be trusting you. Because they know that there is something that binds you. Okay? Number four. When you, are when you, are, you, you live by principles, you, you are very dependent and trustworthy and credible. When you live by principles. You see, you see um, and in, in the United States, this is, this is the, okay, th thank you, the eye. Okay? You say the eye that mock at his father and despise to obey his mother. The ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the young eagles shall eat it. Yeah. Mocking at your father. Robbing your father. Robbing your mother. You curse yourself. To support Bishop Dominic New Love Alities Ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash give to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217071 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. This scripture is just like, you know, honor your mother and your father so that your days will be long. In the book of Ephesians, can I have amen? No, so, so listen to me, credible. When you, you, when you are governed by a principle, you become very credible. 
Okay, everybody will trust you. So I'm saying this, in, in the United States, eh, we have something we call credibility or credit. Okay, so when you start afresh, you go to, let's say you go to Malcolm. You go to Malcolm, uh, they check your credit, you put your social security number in it, and they say, oh, you are credible because you don't have any credit yet. So what they do is that they give you 200 uh, dollars as a credit but the, the catch is this when you buy at the end of the cycle you need to pay you cannot default when you start defaulting the, the, your, 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 your ability to pay the credit what is going to happen is that number one you are going to lose the credit number two it is going to affect other people from borrowing money now, in America right now, you can't even rent a house if you don't have credit. You can't rent a room. Because nobody can trust you. The same way is in the word of God, if you are not credible. So, the principle living makes you credible. You see, one of the problems we have in Ghana here, you can't trust anybody. You can't trust, maybe not only Ghana, but Africa. You can't trust people. Some of the stories... Would, would, it will break your heart. You can't trust people. I was talking about my pigs the other day and I was told that all the pigs died. Nobody told me about the pigs that they died. There was no nothing. Then in a conversation, my wife said to me, they were moved into another farm. So now the question is that if God can, if man cannot trust you, how can God trust you? I want you to ask that, ask yourself that question. So, how can God trust you? Because God is an investor. God is an investor. He's invested in us every day. He's invested in us. If, if God cannot trust me, I cannot be here. If God knows that if he gives me the money, I'll go and waste it. You know what I could have done? I could have, I could have instead of building a church, I could have built a motel. I could have built a hotel. I could have built apartment buildings. But God did not give me the money to go and build an apartment building. He gave me the money to build a church. If God cannot trust me, God, how can, if you can't trust me, how can God trust me? Now, if God don't trust me that whatever he told me to do, I'll do that, then how is he going to trust me for something else? Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Very, very important. Principle living. Be credible. When you give your word, stand by your word. Even if you die, stand by it. Don't let anybody come and confront you before you tell, you tell a story. Because every time you wait to be confronted before you tell a story, you are lying. Number four. Number five. Principle living makes you very real. No fake. Okay? When somebody is living with principles, you know what you are looking for. You know what you are looking for before you get in. Number six, you become fully persuaded on what God said. Okay? You are consumed by his word. That is principle living. You are very, you are very persuaded of everything that God says. Why? Because God is a credible God. And because God is a credible God and you are also credible, you know that God's word will come to pass. Do I have amen? Number seven, your decision making becomes very easy. When you live by principles, you don't struggle to make decisions. Me, 
Once it is no, I'm not going to try to shoot cockroach it and you know uh, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's no. Period. Why? Because I'm guided by principles. Number one, one of the principles that guides me, I don't borrow people money. I'm not a bank. I don't borrow money. I don't lend. Okay, so I don't lend and I also don't borrow. I don't want to borrow money from anybody. And I don't lend from anybody. I don't lend to anybody because I'm not a bank. So, because of that principle, when you come to me and say you want to borrow money, the, the answer is no. It's a principle that guides me. I don't even have to think if this will work. You see, pre- people who live by principles are detached from emotions. Okay? Your, your emotions doesn't interfere with your decision making. One is no, it's no. If it's yes, it's yes. Okay, when I wake up and you say it and I open my eyes and I heard what you say, the answer is either no or yes. I'm not going to say, oh, come back tomorrow, let's wait tomorrow, then tomorrow, let, tomorrow, then, no, 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 it's no. You know, sometimes it's very difficult for us to say no. Come on, don't look at me like that, isn't it? You know, you know why it's difficult for you to say no to people? Because you have no, you are not, there, there are no principles that governs you. If there are no principles that governs you, it's going to be very difficult for you to say no. Because every day your emotion, your emotions take the better part of you. And even when you know that what the decision you are about to make is wrong, your emotions is pushing you to make the decision. Why? Because you have no principles that is guiding your life. If you sit here and you hear me teach all these things and it doesn't help you, I don't know what is wrong with you. I don't know what is wrong with you. I'm telling you, if you sit here, this is what has made me. It's not magic. It's not magic. God is not a magician. God is not a magician. People don't get up tomorrow and become successful. It doesn't work like that. You don't just get up and then and everything starts working out for you. It doesn't work like that. Number one. Number eight. <sighs> Number eight. You dismiss failure as an option in your life. You always dismiss failure. Okay? You are very principled. You, you always dismiss failure. Number nine. You position yourself around discipline others for strength. If you are very, if you are very principled, you are always looking for principled people to position yourself with. You watch and see. People who are liars are always around liars. Have you known that? Have you known? Have you seen that? Liars are always with liars. If you are very principled, you are always looking. A principled person, I want you to hear me. A principled person will, 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 will just decide, listen, it is more important for me to be alone than to connect to Liars. I prefer for me to be alone. Being alone doesn't mean that I'm lonely. Being alone means that I can handle my affairs by myself. Number 10. When you are principled, you count the cost. Okay? You, you, you sit down. Before you do something, you're going to sit down and calculate. You know, I know Ghana, those things doesn't come in. 
Okay? You just, the thing is, you're going to pray. Let's pray and then you start making decisions. No. If you are principled, you are a very principled person, you know you're going to go and build a house. You're going to sit down, know where the money is coming from, what is going to happen. You want to start a business, you're going to sit down, you're going to count the cost and ask yourself, can I pay the price for this? Can I pay the price? The last one is that you depend on God's system to provide for all that you need. Amen. So how do you develop yourself with the word of God? With the word of God. Let me try to jump on some of these, these things. God also uses adversity to develop people. Okay, so adversity can either destroy you or make you better. Depending on the, your principle that governs you or your core beliefs. Adversity. You know what adversity is? How do you say it in three? Or how any amanie, God can use or how any amanie, adversity and trouble to develop you. Especially if you are, your, 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 your principles are godly principles. You will never break down, but rather you use adversity. Let's go to Judges chapter 3, verse 1. Judges chapter 3. Now these are the nations with the Lord, which the Lord left to prove Israel by them, even as many of Israel that have not known all the words of Israel. Verse 2. And the Bible says, only that they only that the generation of the children of Israel might know to teach them war at the least such as before knew nothing thereof. Yes, and then verse 3, namely five laws of the Philistines. So, so guess what? God intentionally left enemies behind to train the children of Israel how to fight. So sometimes trouble comes your way to teach you how to master trouble. This is the reason why most people that go through difficulty in life from their early child uh, that are able to endure normally become leaders. You watch and see. They become leaders because, because tr if trouble doesn't destroy you, it's going to make you better. If adversity doesn't break you, now, I, wa I, I want you to understand that sometimes God uses war to develop you. So it's not every war that is satanic. Uh, that Satan is behind it. It's not every trouble that it is Satan. Some troubles comes to make you a better person. Do I have some amen in the house? Are you hearing me? So, so if you are going through some affliction right now, you are going through some difficult. You see, your, your, the battles you go through in life is what gives you a language. Most of us doesn't have any language because you have not gone through anything. You see the way I talk, the way I live, the, that is, that is not just the word of God that have made me, but it is the things I've gone through in life that have shaped me. And I can handle virtually anything. Why? Because I have been baked in fire. Are you with me? Say amen. Amen. Ah. 
Job 23, verse 10 and 11. But he knoweth the way that I take. Malachi chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. He knoweth the way that I take. When he have tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot shall held his steps, and his way have I kept and not declined. It, it means that I'm going through everything. I'm going through difficult times. I'm going through trouble, and yet my foot have not slipped. When he tried me, I will come forth like gold. The fire will not kill me. The fire will not destroy me, but rather the fire will purify me and make me a better person. Can I have a man? Are you hearing me? And so you have to understand that from time to time, God allowed trouble to come your way to develop you. So stop saying, why is it that it's me? If it's not you, who shall it be? Malachi chapter 3, verse 3 and 4 and 5. Hosea chapter 2, verse 14. My God. And he shall sit as a, as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and patch them as gold and silver uh, as gold and silver and that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old as in the former years and I will come near to you to judgment and I will be swift against the sorceress and against the adulteress and against the false wearers and against them that oppress the hireling in their wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right, and fear not me, says the Lord. God said, when I have now work on you, then I'm going to use you to bring judgment. How can God use you when God have not prepared you? How can God use you? So God uses affliction. How many people understand what I'm teaching tonight? God uses hardship, difficulties, trouble, trouble. Everybody went through it. Everybody goes through something. Hosea chapter 2 verse 14. And first Samuel chapter 17 verse 33 and 35. Give me that scripture very quickly. We need to talk about this. And then he says, he said, therefore behold, I will allure her. I will allure her in, in uh, how, uh, uh, Dr. Debbie, what, what, what the word allure? I will, I will, I will trap her. Let me finish my message, my son, please. Hold on with the organ. Watch it. Watch it. It, 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 it is coming like the word to deceive. It's a thin line between deception and trapping or alluring. God said, I am going to find a way to carry you into the wilderness. And then in the wilderness, I will teach you and speak comfortably to you. The question is, why should God take you through the wilderness to comfort you? But sometimes you can never hear God when God is talking to you when you are in your comfort zone. 
Sometimes in your moment of isolation, when it looks like everybody's against you, when everything is falling apart, you cannot hold anything. Life has become difficult. That is the time God comes in and makes something out of your trouble. I will take you first Samuel, first Samuel 17, 33. Let's look at that and then we go to Judges chapter 12 and then I'll end for tonight. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine. Now, now look at the word though. We are talking about developing your ability. Isn't it? Come on here, isn't it? Are we talking about developing your ability? Now what Saul didn't know was that he was looking at a boy, but the boy has been developed to handle things that men cannot handle. Listen. What Saul didn't know, because Saul was looking at David as a small boy. But what he didn't know was that David has gone through certain things in life that has developed him. So even though he was a small boy, he was an adult inside. In the, in the Jamaican, we call it Melitu Bamitalawa. Melitu, say the way I'm saying. I know they are watching. Melitu Bamitalawa. That is, I am very small, but I'm not easy to handle. I am very small, but I'm not easy to handle. You see, some of us, anything you go through, it breaks you down. You don't come to church anymore. You don't pray anymore. You, you, I mean, your relationship with God is messed up because you can't, you can't, how do you, how do you get promoted when you haven't taken a test? It is not every trouble that is satanically engineered. That even when it is satanically engineered, it sometimes God have to use Satan. The Bible called Nebuchadnezzar my servant. God used Nebuchadnezzar as his servant to shape the children of Israel. Are you hearing me? You see, sometimes, and I can tell you, sometimes you are fasting, you are praying, and like heaven is quiet. Heaven is quiet. And you think that maybe you have committed some sin. Something is wrong with you. No, 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 no. Nothing is wrong with you. But God says, you see, let me tell you, sometimes God answers your prayer. Sometimes God doesn't answer the prayer, but he wants you to go through whatever you are going through. So when you say, Lord, deliver me, say, no, 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 I'm not going to deliver you. You must go through this. Are you with me? Are you getting me so far? Okay, so the Bible says that, he said, you, you don't have the ability to do this. How many of you have heard that story? You don't have the ability to do this. You can't do, you can't handle this. You are not the one who can handle this because they are looking at you with another eye. But if you are a developed person, you know that, listen, I've done this before. Hmm? Michael, I've done this before. They give you the, the contract. Eh? It's a big contract. The man is looking at you and says, you can't lay this tile. You can't lay it. You, no, this, this job here is too big for you. Now, you have to convince them 
that you have done this before, you have done it over and over. So now, watch this. So now, when he said um, uh, you are, you don't have the ability to fight uh, uh, to fight with him, for you are just a small boy, you are youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. Now look at, I want you to look at the the the, the response of David. Look at the response of David. Eh? And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion. There came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. Okay, so now let's stop here. So let, I want you to look at me. If you are in the wilderness or in the forest by yourself, then all of a sudden, lion comes against you. What will you do? Hello? You do what? You faint. Now, I want you to look at, you see, you see, I want you to, everybody follow me, follow me. You see, you see, David didn't know that a time will come where he's going to face Goliath. So God is preparing him with the afflictions of his time to deal with lions and bear before he faces Goliath. Because if you are not developed, Goliath will kill you. And some of us, what you don't understand is that there are certain things ahead of you that God is preparing you right now for. To support Bishop Dominic New Love Alities Ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash give to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. That's why Things that kills others don't kill us because I've gone through some stuff that allow me to handle. See, I call it spiritual shock absorbers. My spiritual shock absorbers are so developed that when I go through this, my, my, my spirit goes boom, 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 then it catches the shock. I balance myself a little bit and I keep moving. Come on, give God a clap of you. But you, your spiritual shock observers are not good. Weak. Look at the man's response. He said, I took the lamb and a bear, and I took the lamb out of the flock. Out of, I took a lamb out of the flock, yes? He took a lamb, the lion and the bear, and went out after him. I went after the lion and the bear, and I smote him and delivered it out of the mouth, of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and I smote him and slew him. Now look at it, yes? Verse, the next verse. Thy servant, both Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. I shall be as one of them. So what is he saying? I have a track record. I have a track record. I have been developed. I've gone through this before. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.lf.com 
www.mic.org today for more information about the ministry of Dr. Dominic Alati. For more video and audio messages, find us on YouTube at Conquest TV and Dominic Alati Ministries and Living Faith Ministries International Church on Facebook for more information on our upcoming programs. Follow us on Living Faith Rima House Ghana on Instagram and please subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Subscribe also to our YouTube channel for live service and many more. God bless you.